You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of Special Reports on Legal Talk Network. This is Lawrence Coletti and I'm the host for today's show, which is still being recorded at the 65th ABA section of antitrust law spring meeting in Washington, D.C. We're winding things down. Everybody is heading for the exits. I've never seen so many attorneys going up an escalator before in my life. <laughs> so, but I'm sitting here uh, with uh, Mr. Joseph Aliota came by to say hi to our network and we got to talk and we decided that this would be a nice, fun interview. Welcome to the show, sir. So, well, Mr. Coletti, thanks very much for inviting me. I mean, this is a real opportunity and I'm very happy to be here. Excellent, excellent. Well, you know, we, we did a little pregame so I could get to know you a little bit, and I think that's what we're going to start with. Okay. We'll start with your bio. So where do you work? What do you do? I've been uh, practicing antitrust laws almost exclusively for uh, plaintiffs since uh, 1969, and um, I've had the opportunity uh, and the privilege and honor to argue antitrust cases before the Supreme Court of the United States, uh, before the uh, United States Courts of Appeal for all of the circuits and, um, and cases uh, argued and tried in the major metropolitan uh, cities throughout the United States from uh, Boston uh, to Honolulu. So, um, uh, so that's uh, what I've done. I believe in the antitrust laws very much and I believe that uh, they are an extremely important part of uh, and a necessary part of our country. I, I, would, I did want to say one thing is that sometimes antitrust law has been viewed as a regulation. It's not a regulation, it's a deregulation. If in the government there's any kind of industry that is regulated, you don't like that regulation in the government, you throw the, as the, as the baseball saying goes, you throw the bums out, right? You <laughs> elect somebody else and you get that law changed. But you can't do anything when it's private people. And when it's private people, uh, then the only one that works is a private antitrust case or a government antitrust case. And that prevents those people, private people, from regulating trade. They'll regulate trade by fixing prices, by dividing markets, by uh, exclusive dealing, by the uses of leverage and, and basic old-time, old-fashioned monopoly. I want to say one thing too, since we're talking about antitrust. Yes. One of the uh, one of the great descriptions of antitrust um, was done by uh, Justice Thurgood Marshall, and Justice Thurgood Marshall compared the antitrust laws uh, to be as important as uh, the Bill of Rights are to our freedoms and liberty. Now, this is a guy who lived under Plessy against Ferguson. He was segregated. He fought all the segregation cases. He was the attorney who argued Brown against Topeka Board of Education and, uh, of course, became a justice of the, su of the Supreme Court. And here's a guy who is comparing the importance of the antitrust laws uh, to the Bill of Rights. And I just think that it's an extraordinary statement that he made. It's something to the effect that um, the antitrust laws uh, in general and the Sherman Act in particular are the Magna Carta of the free enterprise system. They are as important to us as the Bill of Rights is to our personal liberty. So it's pretty uh, great, great statement. Anyway, so that's the business that, uh, that's the business <laughs> that I'm in. Well, you sound very passionate about what you do, Joseph. And that is one of the things that was appealing when you came by to say hi. And uh, okay. you know, that's kind of part of why we're here. You know, we, we tour around, uh, do, uh, we go to a lot of ABA events. We go to the, you know, ABA annual, uh -huh. ABA mid-year. But this is the first time that we're uh, that we're well, going. Well, congratulations. In. Yeah, no, so this has been terrific. That's great. So it's our first visit to the spring meeting for the 
antitrust section. And I got to say, you know, the the caliber of professional here is just top notch. I mean, everybody we've talked to has just been spot on. That's you great. know, um, absolutely. And you just tell, you know, that's great. And what we want to do uh, it, for functions like this, but just in general, we want to try to encourage uh, young lawyers to be a part of the prosecution of the antitrust laws. And, uh, and I think that it's very important for them to do that. They will find it. Some people think for some reason uh, that antitrust uh, litigation is boring and it's economic and uh, there's just figures and economists and everything. That is not the truth. Antitrust is extremely exciting. It involves conspiracies. It involves bullies. <laughs> It involves monopolists. It involves guys who try to crush our competition because they're afraid of it. And it's extremely, and when you get involved in these cases, you can find, especially the trials, and there's very, that's one of the sad things is that there's not as many trials there are now. Uh, today, there's not very many trials. There used to be a lot. When I first started practicing, I had two, I had, let's see, first year I had three or four trials, and second year maybe five trials. Hell, you can't get a trial anymore. But if you go to the trials, you will find that they're very tense, they're very hot, because <laughs> they're hot, because people are, uh, there's a lot of anger and stuff going on in there. A lot, lot of stakes. This, yeah, because of a lot of stakes. So I hope that uh, young lawyers do get excited about it and uh, do get involved in it, and, um, and also it pays well. Well, let's do that. Well, that, that's also very important. But yeah. let, let's do this. Let's do this. You know, you came over. You're sharing a little bit about your career. Yes. And you told me how the the antitrust section has grown a lot since you were first yes. involved. Like 15 people, you said when you first got there involved. Were very few. Yeah, there was very very few. And then uh, and now it's um, quite expansive. Um, there's been a real change in the antitrust laws. I think not not to the good part. Uh, where they have uh, viewed, a lot of judges have viewed and some of the scholars have viewed the antitrust laws in terms of simple economic principles rather than including the very important social and political uh, principles uh, behind the antitrust laws. And I'll g I'm going to give you an example. Sure. One of the first cases by, um, or a case brought against uh, J.P. Morgan by President Theodore Roosevelt. And uh, J.P. Morgan uh, um, thought that he was more powerful than the president. And the president, uh, Theodore Roosevelt, uh, sued him. And uh, J.P. Morgan wanted to know, well, why didn't you get your guys to talk to my guys and we could have settled this without you having to do this. And uh, Teddy Roosevelt said, uh, you know, that's the problem. You think we're equal and we're not. <laughs> speak and the while, important, uh, one speak of while the carry a big stick, right? Yeah, one of the most important aspects of antitrust is that it preserves and creates jobs and uh, innovation. And every time there's a merger, people are fired, innovation goes down the tubes, and the prices go up. But when there is organic or within a company's growth, they create jobs and they create an innovation because they have to. And some of the uh, the greatest number of jobs in the United States are created by the small business people. Okay. You know, we've talked a little bit about antitrust and the importance of the U.S. economy, right, yes. but uh, it would be wonderful to learn about some of the cases that you've worked well, I've on. I've had uh, many, many trials. Um, I probably have as many as anybody else uh, ever. But the first uh, one of the trials that I had, not the first trial, but uh, I was still, I guess I was still under 30, but the... A uh, case involved the cattlemen, certain cattlemen out of uh, California and the West Coast, uh, going back to um, uh, South Dakota, Wyoming, Colorado, Colorado, yes, and other of those states. And I sued for about uh, 10 cattlemen, 
And we, at that time, in 1974, won the largest uh, jury verdict judgment, treble damage judgment, in the history of the antitrust laws up to that time, which was 1890, when they passed the antitrust laws. And then uh, um, about 10 years or so later, I had the opportunity to represent some young uh, business people who had come up with the uh, so-called uh, TENS device or the transcutaneous electronic nerve stimulator, <laughs> which means that if you have pain, you would, you would use this. And Johnson & Johnson, it was against them, and uh, they had suppressed that competition because that, that device was going to be in competition with uh, Tylenol, especially Tylenol with codeine. And that resulted in, at that time, the largest judgment ever in the history of the antitrust laws uh, for, um, uh, for businesses. And then um, recently, although I'm not a, generally a class action lawyer, I was, uh, had the opportunity and was appointed by uh, Judge Susan Ilston in San Francisco to be a co-lead counsel. And that's where you're practicing now, right? San Francisco? San Francisco. I'm, I'm, my office is in San Francisco, but I practice law throughout the country okay. in the federal court. Uh, but um, and she appointed me a co-lead counsel, and we ended up, although I wasn't able to get to the trial, but we ended up with a settlement of a billion two, which was the largest cash, all cash settlement. Wow! Uh, for price fixing in a class action price fixing case ever. So that was, uh, I guess, two years ago, and and now I'm challenging some of the. I, I do a lot of merger work, trying to stop mergers. Uh, especially in the beer industry, the airline industry, the financial industry, the banks, the bankers, and the people that are getting, uh, in my judgment, uh, really hurt by activity that is plainly, in my opinion, illegal. Okay. Well, you know, you travel all the country, and you've you've had a... Uh, Here we are in Washington, right? That's right. That's okay. right. And you're going to be coming back, right? I mean, you're yeah, going to be coming back pretty yes, soon. Yes, I come back and forth uh, a lot to Washington, to the East Coast, New York. Atlanta. I go to the Midwest too. I have a number of trials in the Midwest, especially in uh, uh, in Minnesota and uh, in Colorado and places like that. So you know, you do this work and, and you're all over the country. And uh, you know, one of the one of my big takeaways from from being part of this conference is I look around and obviously these, you know the top notch professionals. But I think of the influence that all of these people that work uh, professionally in antitrust, the influences they have over world economies. You know, the, it's this, huge. It's absolutely amazing. It's huge, and uh, and antitrust laws are not you know are not liberal laws. They're not, they're liberal and conservative. They were passed by the United States Congress, with only one dissent, and the only one who dissent, dissented against it uh, felt that the penalties were not uh, strong enough. So it it, uh, it is an important part, a very important part of the economy of the United States. It's important to jobs. It's important to innovation. It's important to lower prices, it's important to competition, it's important to the disposable income of American citizens, uh, that they be assured that they have the benefits of competition. We're, we, no such laws exist anywhere else in the world. We believe in the in Americans, we believe in competition, we believe we can beat anybody, and that idea is very important. And you cannot allow very strong economic forces and power to try to suppress innovations or newcomers. You just can't not allow it. And you can't allow these guys to try to cheat uh, the American people by uh, fixing prices or dividing markets or excluding, uh, or excluding competitors. So what's the most rewarding aspect of your work to you? 
I think that uh, it's the antitrust laws is a very human situation, and I think that it is extremely important uh, to have uh, your trials in front of a jury. I believe that the juries are the representative of the people, and uh, they're the ones that make the judgment. And um, obviously, uh, that when uh, someone who was not successful, not because they weren't the best, not because they couldn't compete, but because they were suppressed, it's always good to uh, make sure that a new company uh, does not get kicked around and that the benefits of that company's competition uh, is extended to the people of the United States. Excellent, excellent. Well, I just have one last question for you, Joseph, uh, before we uh, sign off okay. uh, for the day here. Uh, you know, if, if our listeners, you know, they've been uh, listening to what we've been discussing okay. here, if they want to reach out to you, they have questions, and they maybe about antitrust, yes. uh, thinking about getting into the field, uh, you know, how can they reach you? I'm in San Francisco, and uh, my firm is called the Elliott Law Firm, and obviously I would be delighted at any stage of the game to discuss any issue that anyone really uh, wants to talk about, uh, and especially young lawyers who might be uh, making decisions as to what they as to what they want to do in the future, and in any way I could help them out or encourage them encourage them to uh, at least consider uh, prosecuting antitrust cases. I would be delighted to do so. Well, it looks like we've reached the end of our program for today, but I want to thank our guest, Joseph Aliado, for joining us today. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Coletti, and I enjoyed uh, being with you. It's been another edition of Special Reports. I'm Lawrence Coletti. Until next time, thank you for listening. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.